So when we switch it, then like it makes all the difference. And like just the people are like, okay, let's cut impulse spending and do the no spend challenges. It would be way smarter just to cut like one thing a week mm-hmm. or even like one thing a month or just be more dedicated with it. Most people don't actually track their expenses. They think we know what we're spending because you kind of have an eye on it, mm-hmm. but to actually track your expenses, right. that would be a better first step than to try and catch cut everything because most of us are spending money that we don't know that we are. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. All right, today we have on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Amy Serka. Welcome, Amy, to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So Amy is the money confidence coach. After she and her husband faced three major financial roadblocks within six years, Amy created and implemented systems to grow their net worth by $200,000, all while spending time with her loved ones and focusing on her priorities. Now she helps other motivated women create the happiness, family life, financial security, and long-term wealth they deserve. Amy's principles and style of teaching allow women to create the financial life they dream of without pinching pennies and without working 80 plus hours each week. When she's not helping women become money masters, you can find Amy hanging out with her hubby and three children or binging Blacklist on Netflix while trying to beat the next level of Killer Sudoku. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Although it's Christmas movies right now when we're recording. Right. So right now it is almost Christmas um, when we're recording this. So you're going to, you're catching this at the end of January, but yes, we are deep. We, in fact, right before I hit record, we were talking about if we were ready for Christmas, which neither one of us are, but we're getting close. (laughs) So today we're talking all about financial wellness. And since Amy is focused on money and financials, and especially with moms, working with moms specifically, um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. So I gave a little bit of your bio, but I want to know a little bit more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. So um, growing up, I always felt like things were a struggle, you know, like it came easy to everybody else. And I just had to work that much harder for it. Specifically, there was an instance with my brother Um, and math was just easy for him. And I can remember like crying to my mom. I'm like, this is so not fair. Like I have to work so hard at this. Now I got good grades, but like I had to do so much more work. It was like always a struggle. And really what it boiled down to that I could see later is I felt unworthy of all those things and worthy of it being easy and worthy of losing the struggle. So I created the struggle in so many different areas of my life. Um, I was a really young single mom. My oldest was born a couple days before my 19th birthday. So I always like had the hustle. I had worked myself up in fast food management, but that wasn't going to work when I had to work when he was in daycare. So I set out to find something else. 
um, worked out great. I ended up in insurance. Um, but first opportunity I was in long story short, didn't work out. Um, they said it was kind of like a make your own hours. I can work when he was in daycare, no big deal. Right. But I had to be in the office on Tuesdays and Thursdays until 9 PM, which is not normal daycare hours. (laughs) Um, but I loved what I was doing. That was like my first step into the financial industry. So I set out to find another job um, in the financial industry and in insurance. And I ended up working for a state farm agent who was great, really family guy. I loved working for him. It was no problem to get off for like holidays and all of those things. But I wanted to be there in the everyday moments, like even growing up, like I had that dream. I live in Texas. So I was going to have the big massive ranch with my veterinarian practice on the front of the property. <laughs> so I could be there when the kids came home. But since I wanted to be there for the everyday moments, I set out to find something else or figure out something. I had to work for myself. Um, Ended up in network marketing. That's kind of a crazy story too. But through the personal development and financial literacy principles, I was learning and utilizing there to help me with State Farm. We were learning skills I didn't even realize I was going to need until later. And then fast forward to... um, Husband and I are married. We're about three months pregnant with our second, made the decision that I could leave my job and be able to stay home like I had always wanted to and had my network network marketing business as that side hustle. That was a Friday. Actually, it was my husband's birthday too. The (laughs) following Monday, we had a business deal go bad. Um, They cut ties. It didn't matter that they were legally on the hook. Um, They didn't have the assets for us to be able to do anything about it. So we went to zero income. You quit Over on the, Friday and that happened yeah, on Monday. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> Very stressful week, but we I figured it out. So. Oh my God. Lots of hustle. Um, he found something else, ended up going back to the company he'd worked for before, like as a company driver, he's a truck driver, um, which was really a blessing in disguise for insurance purposes, but it was a 50% income cut. And so there was a lot of hustle, stress, financial stuff that we're working on then. And then Wyatt, my second, when he was born, everything went great delivery. But a couple hours after he was born, he turned purple on the table when the pediatrician came in to look at him. So he had something that's called esophageal atresia with the TEF fistula. Now you might know what that means. I don't know if, how many medical classes you had to take. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I tell these stories and they're like, oh yeah, I know what that means. No, nope, I'm not even going to pretend I do. <laughs> Um, that meant his esophagus wasn't connected to his stomach. Okay. So he was transferred over to the local children's hospital, had his first surgery at less than 48 hours old, and was there a total of seven and a half weeks. There was lots of complications there. He ended up that he left with something that's called a G button. It was a port in his stomach. So he got all of his nutrition there. We had appointments weekly for years. Now, how old was your first? when you- He was four. Okay. About four and a half. Yeah. Okay. So we, um, we do homeschool, but my mom was also out of her job at that point. So she was able to watch him. So I was able to be there the whole time, which of course was so important. And so many people that we saw weren't able to do that, but because I had not created the income level that I wanted to create, I created a story that I had failed my family during that time. And it wasn't until years later that I was working with a coach that we realized that I had self-sabotaged along the way because I was afraid of quote unquote, failing my family again. It didn't matter that it wasn't real. 
Right. It was the and way that, that I felt. You told yourself. Yeah, that was what I told myself. So because of our experiences and that there's, I mean, that was the second medical crisis there. And there was another one a couple of years later with my husband, but because of those, I know how important financial security is mm-hmm. because it's not if something's going to happen, it's when something's going to happen. But after that time he was hospitalized is really when I started to dive into learning the financial literacy and talking about how important it was. And then a couple of years after that, decided to launch my own coaching business, which brings us to now. Okay. (laughs) So I know that you've definitely learned a lot of lessons along the way. And um, yeah, this podcast episode is not long enough for you to share all that you know. So I want to know what, what would you, what do you wish that you knew, you know, five, six years ago, like when, when everything went down, what, what are some things that you wish you knew? Um, the first one is probably the thing that everyone always finds shocking as a financial coach, but to stop worrying about the debt. Um, we, yes, we, when we get into this focus of payoff debt, payoff debt, payoff debt, we actually create negative money associations. So for most people, we aren't successful with that. If we think about like yo-yo dieting, that's what we end up doing with our finances most of the time, which is why I don't advocate for no spin challenges and all of those things. Like we need to create long-term sustainable habits. But when we get into that payoff debt, payoff debt focus, if you're successful, because most aren't within five years, 75% of people find themselves back into debt because we programmed our mind to get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt. So that when you get out of debt, your subconscious mind is still saying, get out of debt. So you end up going to get into debt again, because that's how we programmed our subconscious mind. So it's really a simple switch. We focus on our net worth instead, Mm -hmm. which is our true financial picture of where we're at. It has both your assets and your liabilities. So as you pay off debt, which we should still do, it just doesn't need to be your forward focus. Um, They're both going to work in conjunction. And we still use like a debt roll down method is the one that myself and most of my clients use, but getting out of debt isn't the end all be all that so many people and myself included back then felt like it was. We know that there is power in building strong habits in your life, but sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part. Habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, Building Strong Habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. Right, right. It's it's almost, you know... I know you focus a lot on building like sound money habits because when you are so focused on getting out of debt, you're not really building those habits. You're just focusing on, and when you say the, um, what did you call it? A, not a spend down. Uh, The debt roll down. The debt roll down, a roll down, Mm -hmm. not a spend down. Is that similar to like the snowball method? Yes. Okay. That's what the the term I'm that's the term I'm familiar with. Okay. Which is, you know, making sure like paying off all your credit cards and all that. And with America, I feel, well, not even, I feel it's an actual fact that we are in debt, right? Yes. Like we are an instant gratification, spend happy culture. And so when we are told so many times, you know, that that's the end all be all it's, that's something that we need to break like a myth 
that we need to break and and when we try and do those things, it's such a shock to our system. I know that we've all done the diet before. And when you're on the diet, like all we think about is like that chocolate bar that you're not <laughs> eating. Is <laughs> the restriction, the food. Yes. Yeah. So when we switch it, then like it makes all the difference. And like, just the people are like, okay, let's cut impulse spending and do the no spend challenges. It would be way smarter just to cut like one thing a week mm-hmm. or even like one thing a month or just be more dedicated with it. Most people don't actually track their expenses. They think we know what we're spending because you kind of have an eye on it, mm-hmm. but to actually track your expenses, right, that would right. be a better first step than to try and cut, cut everything because most of us are spending money that we don't know right. that we are. Like I have um, a PDF guide. It's called the budget makeover guide. And that's the first tip in there is to track your expenses. And I can't tell you how many people are like, okay, yeah, but I already do that. I'm like, okay, but do you really Right. There, right. There's a difference between like thinking that we're doing it and to actually like get into the numbers, just checking on your bank account isn't actually tracking your expenses. Right. Right. I like how you compare it to the diet mentality, because that's something I am familiar with. And so it's a lot of that all or nothing. Yes. And instead of, you know, trying to do like the no spend challenge or the, you know, making sure that you're cutting every little extra expense and all of that, or you're, they always say about the lattes, like, you know, stop buying a latte stuff. Instead of doing that and focusing on like the restriction and what you can't have, instead focus on just making those small changes and you're going to, they're like, they're more likely to stick and yes. more likely to become part of what you do. Yeah. And when we focus on what we can have, like we want to do more of that. So we talk about setting up rewards for yourself. Now you're not going to go buy a Ferrari, Mm -hmm. but like, I want to go do fun stuff with my kids. So if you hit this goal or whatever, like take them to go get ice cream. Now we are the family that will go get ice cream in December, but again, we are in Texas. It's not as cold for us, but those little things, because I'm not like going to shove my kids in the closet just to be able to find like be able to do stuff down the road we were talking about it before we hit record like doing experiences Mm -hmm. and having those memories are just as important to me as putting extra towards like debt payoff so the way that we talk about budgeting is percentage-based budgeting and when you do that like it's done automatically so you're able to prioritize the things that are important to you Mm-hmm. your goals and your priorities all at the same time. And it really, it feels authentic. So it's well-rounded and we feel good about it. And that's why we want to keep doing it. Right. So for the, any listeners that are, you know, you're only hearing Amy for the first time, I've actually had Amy in my Facebook. She's in my Facebook group, but I also had, a, had her as a speaker in my Facebook group. And so I'm a bit familiar with her systems and she is a big believer in having the fun account (laughs) and I love that because it is you know we want to create these experiences for our kids and a lot of times or for our families and or even a spouse like to nurture your relationship and a lot of times we when we're trying to watch our money or watch our finances or whatever it's kind of like a weight watcher we're watching our our wallet watcher and we tend those things tend to come out first like those are considered extras. And so Amy does it kind of the opposite where she wants to make sure that you are getting those rewards or getting those fun moments so that you're not discouraged. So you don't give up on creating those habits. So I love that part of your system that you created. 
Definitely. And it's so important. Fun little side note. My husband does not take care of the, I don't even know that he has the logins anymore for the account, <laughs> but we were getting ready to have date night. And he was like, I don't know like what we can do. And I pulled up our play account there for the fun money and took a screenshot of it and sent it to him. And I think there was like $600 in there or something. Mm. Like it was a lot higher than what he was expecting. Right, right. He was like, Oh wow. And I'm like, yeah, see, we can go do something fun. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So what do you consider, how do you define financial wellness? There is, we have to have a healthy money mindset, but we're never going to have like this. I have the money mindset checklist and it talks about creating the unshakable money mindset. So when we do these things, we're never going to get rid of the money mindset blocks and the money mindset stories that we have. They still come up because we've created all these things by the age of about nine or so. But when you uh, have that financial wellness, it doesn't stop you anymore. So it's going through the tools. It's having the outside support to really understand what the story is and be able to recognize it before it comes up. So it doesn't stop you. And then to have the system. Yeah. And then just having the systems in place because we do need to have financial security. I know a lot of us are entrepreneurs and have business businesses as well. And we, just because we've created this income, that doesn't mean that we're financially secure. So we talk about if something happened tomorrow and you lost all of your income, how long could you survive? And for a lot of people, they're like, that can never happen. But I think eyes were opened over the last couple of years now of like, things aren't always secure as we think they are. So having that money set aside, now we're not just like hiding it in a shoebox or even putting it in a savings account anymore because of inflation. That just doesn't make sense. But having the ability to have those assets to know that you can take care of your family for three months. If something happened and you lost all of your income tomorrow, there's peace in that. And when you have that security and you have that peace, you feel way better. So would that be the financial wellness part piece? Yeah, like if you that's have how that it, security and that piece. Yeah, we'll have the security when you have the happy, positive money mindset. Mm-hmm. You have the positive relationship with money. We're spending money like we're supposed to. And you have that financial financial security. You create that piece. And that's really what financial wellness feels like. Nice. That seems like a good place to be. <laughs> Yes, we're not going like all or nothing. I think we all know people who make all the money and like have no relationships. Right, right. We can go the other way too. And we are, there is a happy medium. A lot of us have those negative money mindset stories Mm -hmm. about money, but there is a happy medium in obtaining that. That's when you create the financial wellness. Nice. Okay. So what are the three, what are three simple things that someone should do now to get the results with their finances? Well, kind of like what we talked about, figure out what your net worth is. Um, I find it's a great place to start. If you've never done it before, it's normally one of two ways. Either you're really excited or like you get your butt in a gear because it scares you. Um, but once you calculate your net worth, um, knowing your expenses on a monthly basis, there are apps and systems that you can use to do that and use them because your time is valuable too. And then is there any that you would recommend? Uh, you need a budget is the one that I use okay. and recommend. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I use them probably a little bit differently than the way that like, it's taught up, but I really love how their system works. So, okay. and, and I think number- they do a free 30 day trial or something like that. Okay. Too. 
Um, and then the third thing was like spending some money, but we have to figure out how much money we can spend. So you got to track your expenses first. So still prioritize you when you decide to move forward. Right. Nice. So it sounds like if we do those three things that we're on our way to being financially well. Yeah. Experiencing that financial wellness that you just talked about. Yes. Awesome. So with the Moms Without Capes, you know, we're all about taking care of ourselves and putting ourselves on our to-do list. So what is your favorite way to take care of yourself and recharge your battery? I am always like the, the stranger here, but I love me a good Epsom salt bath with my Netflix and playing either Killer Sudoku or there's another one that I downloaded now. Um, it kind of reminds me of that old game that used to be on the computer where like the bombs, you had to like click the bomb. Like, oh, like mind, um, yeah, mind so, something. Yeah, yeah something like, like that. the original that like, came with um, solitaire, yes. mind blast or something. <laughs> I don't remember. The app's called something different, but that's what it looks like to me. It's okay. called like non okay. You had to like choose that. which ones around the number. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I used to play that. But those are my, like, that's my thing that I do. So at least once a week, I'm making sure that I do the Epsom salt bath. Okay. Okay. We actually, when we were Christmas, because I take each of my kids Christmas shopping, like for their siblings. And one of them picked up the Epsom salt salt bag. And because, you know, they have all like the nice things, um, like the bath, the bath section or whatever. And they had no idea what it was. We don't even have a bathtub in our house. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we don't have a functioning one. We had to, we were redoing a bathroom, but like, they're just not used to getting baths. So <laughs> they had no idea what that Epsom salt stuff was. That's funny. So what is your, I know you love reading. Mm-hmm. So what personal development book have you, would you say, and sometimes it's hard to choose just one, would you say has had the most impact on your life? You know, I had one in mind and then you like talk about the most impact and then okay, I almost well, feel like I'm going to change it <laughs> or has it greatly impacted your life. I won't say the most has most. greatly impacted. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with my original guide. Okay. So we actually talked about this in the Facebook group, not that long ago, but do less by Kate Northup. Yes. She do. talks about like our cyclical nature um, and explained it and the way that we function naturally on a totally different way. Um, it was recommended to me by one of my coaches and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like crazy, totally changed the way that I try and operate things. And I've also used it to allow myself more grace when things go off because it's not, we're not a machine. We're not, um, even like the masculine energy resets every 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So if I need a couple extra days of rest, then I feel good allowing myself that because I know the other part of the cycle is coming and then I will have more energy to do the things that I need to do then. Right. Right. You can take that rest without feeling bad about it or without feeling the guilt. Yes. Awesome. So where can moms find you? Uh, my favorite place to hang out is on Instagram. I'm at Amy Sorka. Um, of course, my website as well, which is amycircle.com. And then I'm in the Facebook group, the Moms Without Capes group. All right. And I know that you have a podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah. So the Your Money, Your Life podcast, which we just had you on as a guest. Um, yeah. If you are looking to ditch the stress, the struggle and frustration within your finances and really create 
the finances, like we talked about the finances you feel good about and step into unstoppable finances, then make sure to take a listen, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts at it's your money, your life. And I'm sure we'll include, um, the link uh, below as also, and then we have the free gift that I can share with everybody. I know I briefly mentioned it, the money mindset mastery checklist. It's 10 simple steps to help you create the unshakable money mindset that you of your dreams, because we all know that something's going to come up and really eliminating that invisible force that's been holding you back from reaching your financial goals. These 10 simple steps have been put together from my experiences and all the experiences of my clients that I've worked with to find the 10 most common things that we find hold people back. So um, that you can grab that checklist at amycircuit.com forward slash mindset. Um, I think that's it. All right. And I also, I will put all of that, go to the show notes to get the link to find that money mindset mastery checklist and the information about Amy's podcast. Awesome. And I will put all of your information, all your social links and all of that in the show notes. So if you're interested in finding out more about Amy, go to the show notes where you can find her information. So Amy, thank you so much for coming on today. It was a great conversation. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.